Joining me now is Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature for our pro football scope, as we always have it on Thursday. Barry, hopefully your weekend was good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, this is the the week that your Cincinnati Bengals plays the team that I covered, the Cleveland Browns, and I'm sitting here in my I hate Drew shirt. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. And, I, but I only wear it twice a year now. Oh, well, there you go. I'm glad that it. I'm glad. I'm glad it's only twice a year now. And to to talk about that matchup real real quick before we dive into some other stuff. Last time they played on Halloween night, 32 to 13, it was a little bit of a nightmare, if you will, for the Bengals and how that game went. The Browns played their, the game of the season. Jacoby Brissett, you could argue, outplayed Joe Burrow. Is there anything going into this game that you think will be different than it was before? Obviously, the the, the motivation for the Bengals to win the game, but Deshaun Watson, first time he'll have played the Bengals in a Browns uniform and also vice versa, first time the Bengals have faced Deshaun in a Browns uniform. Yeah, well, when they played, the Bengals were just four and three, and the Browns were just two and five. So it meant more for uh, it meant a lot for both teams because the, the Browns didn't want to be thrown into the basement, and the Bengals were trying to stay with uh, the Baltimore Ravens. But in that game, the, the Browns' offense, defense, special teams—they just uh, played lights out. They played real good uh, on all things. The, the Bengals. You know, it was just one of those games that you just snake bit. Everything that you do just doesn't work. And now, of course, it was on the road. Uh, the, the Browns have been 5-0 and the last five games they played the Bengals. But the Bengals are red hot. Them and the the Ravens are both red hot. And they're both uh, they've got the same records, 8-4. and four. Uh, It's in Cincinnati. It's hard to to play and win on the road like that. I don't expect anything near what happened before. I think it could be uh, a 14-point uh, Bengals win, but uh, Joe Burrow and that offense is just clicking. Where does Joe, do you think, stand in the MVP race with you know Jalen Hurts, Lamar, even um, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen? Is he right there with them? Oh, um, yeah, I would have to say. I'd say he's... He may be the second five, but okay. he's second in the league in passing yards. I mean, Mahomes has you know, 3,808 yards, and Joe Burrow has a little less than 400 behind him. But he has played um, just as good as Mahomes. Um, you know, Kansas City has a, a similar type of offense. They are also set up where they've got really good receivers. Cincinnati's got really good receivers. The running game kind of takes a backseat to both clubs, but they're going to win and, and die by the uh, by the passing game. But Joe Burrow's second in the league right now in passing yards. Yeah, he, he's been really tearing it up. And they've been doing it really for the most part without Jamar Chase up until last week, and, and Joe Mixon has still been out as well. I mean, they, they're, they're really flexing their muscles. I think Joe is proving station, and there has been a little bit of it. Well, Joe can't win without his superstar wide receivers. I think he's proven otherwise in the fact that, that he has been very good uh, without Joe Mixon, w- w- without uh, Jamar Chase, and even T. Higgins being banged up a little bit this year so far. Speaking with Barry Shuck, our uh, pro football scope. Uh, Von Miller's injury, I played a, a snippet earlier. Uh, Rob Ninkovich says he thinks the Bills do not have a team that can win the Super Bowl without Von Miller. I, I think they do. It's obviously a very a difficult route to get there with or without Von Miller, but where do you think the Bills' Super Bowl chances stand 
with the announcement of Von Miller not just being on IR but being out for the season for the Bills? Well, he's a dominating uh, dominating force. He's um, He's got some age on him, but that doesn't seem to slow him down. Um, you just don't lose somebody like Von Miller and expect the defense not to take a hit. As any any dominating defender in the past, like Lawrence Taylor, um, you know you're just going to have to do other things. Um, when T.J. Watt was out for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they lost three games, and the defense was never the same. But you know that's why you have uh, next man up. That's why you have quality depth. That's why you bring guys in and out and play and give other guys rest so that when a, a player of his stature goes out, then you've got somebody that can not not exactly take his place and be on the same par, but at least uh, fill in the void and stop the run. Uh, yeah, and and I think that's the thing, too, is last year they it was more of a bursting on onto the scene type of deal where the Bills seemed legit. They were winning games, that, that thriller that they obviously had against the Chiefs and ultimately losing that one and then being out. They're, they're, they're the favorite going. I don't know if you can say they're the favorite anymore. The AFC is so bunched up. I, I don't even know who you would say are Super Bowl contenders right now, Barry. But if we were to go down that route, let, let's talk Super Bowl contenders real quick here. As we're getting to that point of the season, just five five weekends left uh, before we get to the playoffs here. If you were to say the five biggest contenders, NFC, AFC, whoever, to win the Super Bowl, who would those be? I guess if you want to give an order, great. If not, then who would those contenders be in your mind right now at this point of the season? Well, you have to, you know, if you want to look at records, let's look at records. Um, the Bills are 9-3, and three, the uh, the Chiefs are 9-3, and three, and the AFC, and the NFC, the uh, Eagles have only lost one game, a game that they probably should have won. Um, and then you got the Vikings who are 10-2. and two. I think those are the obvious choices right there. But for me... I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. I think both of them are hitting on all cylinders. I think every aspect of their game uh, with special teams, with tight ends, with the receiving game, with their defense stopping the run. Uh, I, I realize the Vikings have only got two losses. I realize that the Eagles have got one loss. And, and both of them are in, in tight divisions. But that's going to be my picks there. And in the AFC, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot uh, just not pick the Chiefs. You have to think that they're going to at least be in the AFC championship game. Now, who are they going to meet? It's going to be between the Bills, the Ravens, and, and the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are a very scary team, even though they're not in first. Technically, they're tied at 8-4, and four, but the Bengals lost by two in their 19-17 uh, earlier in the season in a game that they would have, should have, could have won. But the winner of that division and, and will knock off the Bills, and I think the, the winner between the Ravens and the Bengals will face the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Yeah, and more, more on the Bengals here, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Bengals fan, but the case for them, and I made it yesterday, is three of their four losses are by three points or less. That's number one. Number two, they and we're talking tiebreakers. They have a tiebreaker over the Chiefs now that they beat them. They have a tiebreaker over the Titans because they beat them, over the Dolphins because they beat them, over the Jets because they beat them. They have one more game against the Ravens, and they play the Bills 
later on this year on Monday Night Football, they could have a situation where they own tiebreakers over every single one of those teams currently slated inside the top seven based on division and also head-to-head win percentage. I, I They are showcasing against the best teams that they are a team to be reckoned with here. And to me, I think this is interesting too, going back to your 49ers selection. Brock Purdy's in there to be the starting quarterback. Jimmy G could come back for the playoffs. You're still confident enough, Barry, that Brock Purdy can do the job. Is that based on Brock Purdy and his talent, what you saw over the weekend, or is that more Kyle Shanahan and the defense that the 49ers have being the best in the National Football League? I admit I didn't know anything about him until he started, until Jimmy G uh, got got hurt and, and he came in. Um, I saw that game. He played good. He's got an accurate throw. Um, he makes good decisions. As long as his offensive line can remain and give him some time, He's got good legs, too. Uh, he knows – I saw him that he, he knew when to, to leave the pocket and when to stay in the pocket. Sometimes when you leave the pocket, you're still looking to throw. Uh, I've got some friends that are 49er fans, and I, I, I reached out to them this week, and they said, look, it was kind of between Jimmy G and, and Purdy going down to the last week in training camp. Um, so we think he's a good uh, quarterback, and we think we can win with him. Very, very interesting. Barry Shuck joining the show now of Dogs by Nature for our Pro Football Scope. This whole commander situation continues to be a little bit of a mess here. Um, according to a congressional report, the commanders leaked John Gruden's emails, for one, and also the congressional committee found the NFL buried the investigation into the commanders. Where does this situation go from here? Does it affect any way that we at least uh, view the NFL the way that we view the commanders. I mean, obviously people don't like the commanders very much because of Dan Snyder and all of that, but how have these things that have circulated over the course of the day impacted anything in regards to the sale of the commanders or even with the NFL burying the investigation into the commanders? What does that show about the NFL, if anything? Well, the report is stating that Dan Snyder allowed the commanders' toxic uh, culture to to remain and to flourish. It, they're also yeah. claiming that the NFL aided the cover-up on it to, to protect one of its owners. Um, they're try, they, they, the report says it's a 14-month congressional inquiry uh, that uh, Snyder was trying to work to dissuade and, uh, and to intimidate witnesses from cooperating and claiming really more than 100 times in testimony that he cannot recall answers to basic questions when he was when he was asked in front of the, the committee on oversight and reform uh it's a the the report is a 79 page report it was released today it came hard uh, down hard on the NFL it concluded that the NFL was complicit in Snyder's efforts by not cooperating with this in congressional inquiry and Basically, uh, he was bearing a, a 20 dash uh, 2021 investigation of the commander's workplace, and the results really have not been fully uh, released to this point. Does this affect Roger Goodell's standing with the NFL's commissioner? I mean, does, is there anything that could be could come down as a penalty on the league or on Roger Goodell from? Congress or, you know, the the federal government in regards to this? 
Well, to me, it looked like the NFL officials were acting like they were uh, doing something uh, in regards to this report. Yeah. Um, then they t- they turn around and fix it so that um, nobody else can talk. Uh, the report is never uh, was never going to be made public. Uh, yet was supposed to be hired to address the situation. I I think it's hypocrisy that the coordinator effort to hide what they acknowledge just seems to be abundant. Yeah, I, I, I find this, it's a very interesting deal. And also, to me, this is the thing, too, and correct me if I'm wrong, was it Dan Snyder who said that he had dirt on all the owners? Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. He said if he was going to go down, there were others that were going to go down, too. Um, I, I, but, I wonder if, I wonder if that, those John Gruden emails that, that were leaked by Snyder and the commanders, according to that report, I wonder if that was like step one of the entire process of Dan Snyder just going nuts and and starting to to uh, reveal things about coaches, players, or owners, or, or, or whoever. Yeah, who knows? Who who absolutely knows? It's um, it's a shame that that it comes to this. Uh, I know most of the owners would rather Snyder just sell his team and go on his get on his yacht and sail off into the abyss. Um, it's not going to happen. I but. Remember, he was not going to change the uh, name Redskins. He came out and said, under no circumstances, no matter as long as I own the team, we will always be the Redskins. Mm. That didn't happen. So for him to say to say never, uh, it's happened before, and it, it would probably happen again. Barry Shuck joining the show of Dogs by Nature. Now you can check out all of the, all of his writing at dogsbynature.com, our pro football scope. Uh, continuing more of the conversation uh, regarding – uh, the NFL moving on from from the commander stuff wrote real quick with Deshaun Watson and, and the game that was played over the weekend. A little bit rusty in the return. Obviously, as you would suspect, he was booed uh, vehemently, as you would also suspect, given that they were in the, on the road in Houston. And, and as you said last week, that should be an expectation for the rest of the season. Is there anything that uh, stood out to you in that game that you carry with you going into this game against the Bengals that he did uh poorly or did well yeah actually right now in dogs by nature it uh, it was up today i've got an article that this is headlined deshaun watson browns fans waited 11 games for this and i'm very critical about it i i cover the game i wrote two pages of notes after the game i do a column called brownies and brownies where i spit out who played well who didn't play well and who kind of played lukewarm and my number one uh, player that played horrible was Deshaun Watson. Uh, he he was terrible. He was absolutely terrible. He threw five, uh, as far as receptions go, he had five throws into the turf. He had four receptions to Amari Cooper, three receptions to Donovan Peoples-Jones, and two to Kareem Hunt. Him throwing the ball into the uh, turf and short ornament led all all receivers that day. Um, he had hardly any kind of running game, and that was uh, one of the primary reasons why they hired him or traded for him is that he could uh, take the ball and he could run with it, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Lamar Jackson, yeah. and gain yards. He only left the pocket seven times and gained 21 yards. Well, that, that's nothing. You know, three yards to carry. Lamar Jackson will be 17 yards downfield before you even know he's down there. Um, he had a, a QB rating of 53.9. The entire, this was his 55th NFL game. That is his lowest quarterback rating 
in any game he has played. And the last year he played, the the Texans went four and twelve. It was just a horrible, horrible showing. Uh, he's a three-time Pro Bowler. They they spent the farm to get him, and um, he just had a horrible, horrible game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go from 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 here in regards to that. Obviously, high expectations there. Former Brown uh, Baker Mayfield. I, I don't know if you were. If I were to tell you, Barry, before the season started, Baker Mayfield yes. would be active for the Rams on Thursday Night Football in Week 14, you would have said what? Uh, there is absolutely no way. In, <laughs> in fact, before the season started, it looked they looked like he could be traded for a second-round pick to somebody, and of course that didn't happen. He went to Carolina for a fifth-round pick with a possibility that it could be for a fourth round if he plays 70% of the, the, the plays. He was playing until the head coach, Matt Rule, got fired. The interim coach didn't like him and set him on the bench, so the Browns didn't get anything out of that. But I read somewhere today where the, the Rams head coach, uh, Sean McVay, said, hey, he arrived in, in at, at the facility on yesterday by plane, they said it's a possibility he could start tonight or, or yeah. he could play tonight. Maybe not start. Um, and he said, you know, he got there 14 hours ago and um, from the time that they need him. But he said it's possible that, you know, he is capable of starting and if we throw the right kind of plays. And I don't know what the, the language is. I don't know what the schemes are, how they meld together. Maybe it's a similar system. Uh, i tell you one thing about Baker Mayfield. When he was at Oklahoma, he had one head coach and one offensive coordinator. But when he was at the Browns, mm. his first three years, he had three head co- he had two head coaches and three offensive coordinators. So he is able to retain and get information and process it pretty quickly. And then, of course, um, when he went to Tam- uh, when he went to Carolina, here he's got another offensive coordinator and then two head coaches. And he's still able to to get all this information. Now, what kind of uh, playing would he get? I don't know. But the Rams need something. They've only gotten three three wins this year. Yeah. And if I would have told you at the beginning of the year that uh, at you know when they played on Thursday night football in week fourteen that the Rams were three and nine, what would you say? Yeah, I, I would not believe that either. Because and that was the talk too. Out of it seems like every single year this is the case. Well. Okay, out of these two teams that made the Super Bowl, which one is least likely to make the playoffs or most likely to miss the playoffs? Everybody was saying the Bengals. Everybody was saying Cincinnati. And rather, they were. It's the Bengals who are maybe the best team in football or one of the best teams in football, and the Rams stink. And and it, it amazes me too because even while Matt Stafford was healthy, they didn't look that good either. So and they had no. Cooper Cup. They no, have Allen Robinson. They have all the defensive guys still. I mean, they they had they got Bobby Wagner. Everybody was looking forward to the Rams and. They have not been good. And speaking to, to that point, and, and we'll wrap with this, Barry, um, Matt Stafford is, is out, obviously, uh, probably for the rest of the year, it seems like. Um, spinal cord contusion is what I uh, hear it is, what what, what, what I see uh, being reported. How when, when you hear that, I, I can't help but think that Matt Stafford is older in his career, has some kids, has won a Super Bowl, is probably a Pro Football Hall of Famer now, for sure, given that he got the Super Bowl. Do you think that he actually continues to play after this year? Do you think that with a injury like spinal cord contusion, and he's been beaten up here throughout his career, that 
this is maybe more of a tryout for Baker to see how he does with the offense because Matt Stafford may not be there next year. It's very possible. It depends on the severity of it and and if it's a injury that you can come back from in a short, not a short period of time, but a decent period of time. And what does it do long term? Is it an injury that all it takes is one hit, or if it's something that a progression of hits over a course of a season, mm. if that's what's going to going to affect him? The last thing anybody wants, and especially Matt Stafford's wife wants, is for him to be wheelchair bound or for him to be uh, some sort of paraplegic, uh, you know, later in his life where he can't have quality of life and he can't walk or he has to have assistance getting down in and out of bed or just everyday life. So it's just going to depend. It looks like uh, the quarterback who's going to start, though, is John Wolford. Um, okay. And then, you know, it, it's possible that if he doesn't do well, if if they think Baker Mayfield can come in and do some plays and just see what happens, it wouldn't shock me a bit. Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature, a pleasure as always, Barry. Do you have an idiom for us today? I do. I'm going to give you where the word buy came from. Okay. Uh, we all know that a, a buy is during the NFL season, every team gets a week off, and that's called a buy, B Y E. And then in the playoffs, because there's seven teams in each conference, they have to have an even number for each week's game. The number one team gets a buy. Now, it's, it's to uh, get people to try to do better in the, in the season, and it's a reward. So where the word buy comes from is um, originally there was, um, there was uh, game hunting in England, and they would go out with dogs and try to hunt fox, wolves, uh, coyotes, and they would use uh, dogs that would hunt by sight instead of smell, um, like greyhounds. Greyhounds don't have a great sense of smell, but they got great sight. So that ended up becoming a game sport in England called coursing, and it features dogs that um, that that can do this competition by sight only, and they do the competition in pairs of dogs. Well, if there was an odd number of dogs in the competition, instead of letting that dog not compete, they would let the dog run the course by himself. And that's where wow. the, the term came from. But the English don't spell the word by, B-Y. They add an E to a lot of words. Like if you have a, a, a radiator shop, it's, in, it's S-H-O-P, but over in England, it's S-H-O-P-P-E. If you're Mr. Brown... You're, you add an E to it if you're over in England. So they spelled it B-Y-E. Then in sporting events, it was pri- the word by was primarily used when the number of entrants, just like the NFL has seven in each conference, so they got an odd number, when the number of entrants did not have a power of two, which necessi- necessitated the issuance of one team being issued a by. Very, very interesting. I, I would have never guessed that was where the term buy came from. Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature. Check out his stuff at dogsbynature.com. Appreciate the time as always, Barry. Enjoy the game this weekend. You can say go Browns. I will say who day. <laughs> yeah, go Browns.